Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The only thing Democrats and Republicans in Indiana have been able to do successfully is show us Hoosiers that we are nothing more than a game. If Republicans and Democrats don't understand the absolutely horrific bad form of saying we need to help Hoosiers and making it a political battle about who can do what first and to what extent, as opposed to sitting down, here's a plan, should we engage this plan? Yes, and then implementing it. That hasn't happened. Because they all want the win. Republicans can't have Democrats leading the way because then it'll be Democrats saying Republicans follow the lead of Democrats. Democrats need to jump all over this because, well, they've got a Senate, a House, and a presidency that is an absolute failure. And who suffers, you, me, and we. Not because I believe government has to engage in any level of action. I don't, actually. I don't believe that government has to engage in any level of action whatsoever. Less is more. But if we're going to talk about how we go about helping people, maybe less time should be spent on the politicking and more time should be spent on the helping. And the Democrats and the Republicans have shown that on this subject, they couldn't give a good holy damn about you, me, and we. And I know I'm going to get text messages from this uh, member of the assembly and that one and the other one. We're right. They're wrong. We are right in the idea that they are playing all the politics. They are trying to jockey for position. And it's wrong to do because no one cares. The only thing Hoosiers care about is how to make things easier right now and how to get this economy on track. If we can't do it for the country, could we at least do it for us? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What's going on, everybody? On the Facebook, you know what? Forget Facebook. TonyKatz.Locals.com, everything at TonyKatz.com. Pretty soon when you go to TonyKatz.com, it's going to go to the Locals page. It's going to be really interesting because all the stories are going to be there. Then we're going to have the subscriber side for all of the content that is unique and special, and you're going to want to be a part of it. Let's start with the basic conversation of what's been going on in Indiana, a suspension of the gas tax. New York just did this. New York suspended their gasoline tax because, you know, inflation is so high and people are suffering. Well, the gas taxes in in uh, in in New York are, are 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 pretty high, and they're still not necessarily seeing any level of relief because gas prices are at about four ninety four a gallon in New York. We're talking about uh, statewide, which means they will be one of the states soon to be above on the regular five dollars a gallon. And pretty soon, all the states across the country, there were seven just the other day, all the states across the country will be above $5 a gallon when it comes to gas. So the suspension of the taxes, the suspension there certainly can be seen as appreciative, but still has not taken away the fact that their gas prices are incredibly high. And they're not going anywhere. 
Maybe this is an argument that the Republicans have here in Indiana that's actually very solid. It's not the proper fix for what we're dealing with, which is high inflation into stagflation, and how do we help Hoosier families? The Democrats have said this would be a way to help Hoosier families. Republicans don't want to budge on it. Their argument is, well, we have a lot of people that drive through Indiana. It's the crossroads of America, don't you know? And therefore, we don't want to lose out on the revenue from those people. Weird position from Republicans. But Indiana Republicans are definitely tax, uh, tax-adjacent people. Tax-friendly. Right? I don't know if they are the high-tax people, but they certainly don't have a problem with taxation. I wish they did. They don't seem to. Well, Tony, they just lowered the income tax when it gets lowered to zero. And that has nothing to do with them being Republicans. That has to do with how you compete with Tennessee. It doesn't? It doesn't have to do with how you compete with Tennessee? Okay. Okay, I I could make the argument that if the state income tax was 1%, people would be very okay with it. You could actually get people to say, yeah, I pay the 1%, sure. The minute you get over 1%, what are you taxing me for? I, I believe that to be true. And again, competing with Tennessee is a pretty big story. Competing with Tennessee is real stuff. Where do you think we lose people to? We haven't made Indiana exciting enough. We haven't made Indianapolis exciting enough, even though I think Indiana is fantastic and Indianapolis has all the possibilities in the world to be stunning. It's bad competition in Asheville, and weather plays a part in that. So therefore, you got to be even more exciting. you got to have more advantages and more opportunities. you 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 can't fight what you can't fight. You cannot make the winters warmer. You can give people more things to do in the winter. Democrats want to get rid of the gas tax, actually suspend the gas tax in uh, Indiana. Republicans say no because they want the tax revenue that comes from people who drive through the state. Weird. But they've said, no, 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 we'll, we'll come up with something else. As a matter of fact, Governor Eric Holcomb, he's got He's going to come up with, 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 with a plan. They're working on it and they're going to unveil it. Well, this is a plan that should have been unveiled two or three weeks ago. But you can't be unveiling plans when you're spending a week in Davos at the World Economic Forum hanging out with with elites. Now, the governor's office may not like the fact that I have said that. That's a problem for the governor's office. And if they ever have a problem, they know where to find me. I'm an easy guy to find. I'm behind this microphone. I'm at a cigar lounge. Or you have my number. What? They don't have my number? You think that Governor Holcomb's office doesn't have the ability to get my phone number? Stop it. They don't have an email address? Tony at TonyCats.com, by the way. Oh, they definitely have her email address, trust me. When producer Ari reaches out and says, hey, we would like to speak to the governor about uh, pick a subject, right? A series of subjects. You know the response we get back? This is the last two times. The response is... Not available that day. What was it? Not available that day. I was like, I haven't even told you a day. They say not available. We never gave them a day. All we get back is the governor's not available. I have said it before. I'll say it again. I will say it directly to the governor and his team. It's the worst communications team in America. Of course, the governor should fire them all. But of course, this could also be what he wants. Which, not a good thing. 
they don't engage a conversation. So if they have a problem with me saying that this plan could have been unveiled a couple weeks ago, but he was too busy being in Davos and not busy enough worrying about Hoosiers, well, they could. All they have to do is reach out and discuss it with me. I'm an easy guy to find. Now, we'd rather do it on the air, of course, because I think that that you should be able to hear from the governor. I'll tell you, I'm there uh, for the Indy 500, you know, the pre-race coverage, myself and JMV from the fan. Six hours of coverage. Everybody in Indiana is listening. You've got 325,000 people coming to the track. Everybody is listening. They're not watching local TV. They're listening to WIBC. And the governor was 10 feet away talking to local TV. Didn't come over. Wait, he doesn't want to talk to me? I'll step off. Go ahead, talk to JMV. Let the people know how thrilled you are uh, that everyone's back home again and we're back to normal and how great things are. Address what's going on. You got some other kind of kind of thing going on, beef going on, issue in your own head. Well, that's just weird. Or is the problem that I am noting that we're playing politics with Hoosiers' lives here? Well, we can't do a repeal of the gas tax. Okay, what's your plan? Well, I'm working on it right now. Can't be working on it when you're traveling uh, to, to Hobnob. Can't be doing that. But he's got a plan. Well, the plan seems to be to take some part of the $6 billion surplus and send it back to the people. I always favor this plan. The money belongs to the people, not to the state. Everything they get back is right. I believe in this from, from, from morning till the evening. We getting back our money is the right move. So maybe this is... The plan. We already saw the $125 come back to each and every Hoosier, but that was state mandated. This would be something different. This clearly seems to be what the governor's working on. So, what do the Democrats do? The Democrats jump in and say, uh, How about Hoosiers get back a piece of the $6 billion projected surplus? That's the thing to do. So, the Democrats see that the gas tax suspension won't work. They already know Holcomb's going to go down this road, it seems. So now they, they jump in to say it. So when Holcomb does it, they can say, look, Governor Holcomb finally listened to Democrats. That's the Democratic Party playing politics with Hoosier lives. You don't want to help Hoosiers. They want to look good. They don't care what a, a, a family uh, in, in Greenwood gets or in Fort Wayne They don't care what South Bend families or Gary families or or Jeffersonville families are getting. They couldn't give a damn as long as they can get one over on Eric Holcomb. That's all that matters, baby. As long as they can get one over on those waskly Republicans. Nothing else matters but that. Son of a gun. No one's interested in the political games. And we understand why the Democratic Party is doing that. This is Fox News and a Biden official literally yelling at Sandra Smith and John Roberts about inflation. The economy is driving. Here's the deal. 
I just go through the plan, and you just pretend that I didn't say it. You just ignore but, it, and you the, just but, ask but the, the same question. It's plan, your show. If geez. that's what you want to do, but when I'm going through this and you just interrupt, I don't see how that's helping your viewers. Now you could say we, that you we, we, disagree we gave you quite a bit of time plan. to explain. By the way, by the way, last last time I was on this show. You were upset because I was talking about the Rick Scott plan that was a, that no a, a leading Republican who was going to raise taxes. Right. And then you said, oh, that's not the plan. You don't have a plan to discuss on the Republican side. You have no plan. Democrats I'm here are in leadership. A plan that the president <laughs> the just House, laid the Senate, out. The Democrats are in charge. This is the absolute correct take. Biden, Schumer, Pelosi. The House, the Senate, the presidency. They have done this. They have created this insanity. Bad policies, bad feeling, bad consumer confidence. Here we are. We heard just the other day from uh, Janet Yellen admitting Oh, I didn't think inflation would go like this. You didn't think inflation would go like this? Why are you here? All this expertise you have, you didn't know that this was coming? You didn't see this far down the line? What do you do all day? How about this from Corinne Jean-Pierre answering the question from Peter Ducey? When are you guys going to admit that you were wrong about inflation? <laughs> no easy questions today, huh? Uh, the Treasury Secretary says that she was wrong, so why doesn't anybody okay. here at the White House? Okay, so look, what, uh, what the Secretary was pointing out, uh, out uh, this is talking about yesterday when she was doing her, her hit uh, with uh, her TV hit with CNN is that there have been shocks to the economy that have exacerbated inflationary pressures which couldn't have been foreseen 18 months ago Why including not? A, well, let me I'm, I'm trying to answer your question. I'm, I'm, hold on. I, I was just getting to the why not, uh, including Russia's decision to inc invade Ukraine, multiple successive variants of COVID and lockdowns in China. As, as she also noted during that interview, there has been historic growth and record job creation. And our goal is now to transition to steady and stable growth as inflation is brought down, as uh, Brian D said yesterday to all of you when he was standing behind this podium. So the present economic plan as we see it is working to make the claim that his plan is working is to tell americans we hate you his plan is not working because he has no plan no plan to bring manufacturing back to the united states no plan to work uh, out the kinks in any level of supply chain he hasn't done it at the port of long beach or at the port of los angeles blaming putin hashtag putin price hike is not a plan the Indiana Democrats have a plan. Try to get people to not look at the horror going on from this administration, their political party, and let's just try and attack Holcomb and Republicans for not acting fast enough, which is interesting because Holcomb and Republicans have not acted fast enough. Again, you could state we shouldn't act at all. This is not the role for government. And suspending a gas tax does us more harm than good. Although I would be somebody who favors reducing that gas tax in favor, uh, sending uh, money back uh, to the people and reducing taxes. I always do.
But this is about who gets to come out on top. And none of that is about Hoosiers. None of that's about us. And you know what? It sucks. And if you wonder, Indiana Democrats or Indiana Republicans, why you get hated, it's this. You should have sat in a room and said, all right, this is real. This is a problem. How are we going to help? Unified front, let's go. What's your plan? What's your plan? What's your plan? No, I don't like that one. That's interesting. No, we're not going to do that. How dare you? Stop. Let's not get so angry. Okay, we can do this. All right, what about that little tweak? This Perfect. Let's put this. Are we all in agreement? Let's go. That would have been the grown-up way to do things. Instead, Hoosiers don't get the grown-up way, and we don't get the grown-ups. They'll do something, right? It's always about doing something. They'll do something, almost anything, except show Hoosiers the respect that we have damn well earned. And don't think we're going to forget it. I'm Tony Katz. Diamond Jubilee for Queen Elizabeth. 70 years on the throne. And Harry and Meghan are nowhere to be found, and I love it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. They're there, but they're not on the balcony. Because that's only for working royals. Also not on the balcony, Prince Andrew. Her son, and... Man, that's gotta be rough. You, you make tough decisions. When uh, when when, when you're you're the queen, that much you do. But I'm glad that uh, Harry and Meghan are nowhere uh, to be found. Um, let them live their lives and in just shame. You know, I, I'm not. I don't follow the royals. I've never been that guy. Uh, I I got a soft spot for for Queen Elizabeth because she's done two very interesting things. She said she would remain on the throne the rest of her days, and she's actually done it. Uh, And she has steered that family through all of it. And each time they've come out on top, the royals are actually seen in a far better light now than they were 20 years ago. Prince Charles... Who could have been at more of a low after the divorce with Princess Diana and then Princess Diana's death? Oh, he did this and he did that and he was terrible. Now he's looked upon with favor and so is Camilla Parker Bowles, who Queen Elizabeth said should be known in the future after Charles takes uh, the throne as the queen consort. I mean, time does amazing things. It also takes a bit of leadership, a bit of grace, and a bit of a strong hand. There's some le- there's some lessons in leadership from Queen Elizabeth. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. So I get a text, I, and I and I I have not told producer Ari this. I I have not told him this. Maybe I did. Oh, maybe I did tell him this yesterday. I get a text. And the text is from a guy I know in Lincoln, Nebraska. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. And so the show used to be on in Lincoln, Nebraska. And he was actually the program director of the station that I was on uh, in, in, in Lincoln. And I stay connected to everybody. It's, it's, it's part of my charm. And he sends me three photos 
and a text message that says, you still looking? The photos are of a 1965 Lincoln Continental convertible with suicide doors. It's white with a um, burgundy interior. This thing is hot as a mother. This thing is beautiful. Now, I can't tell you if there are paint chips everywhere. I can't tell you from the photos if any of the paint's bubbling up. I I can't tell you anything like that. What I can tell you is, damn, this thing is hot as hell. I have not been thinking about a car. I, I, I did say the other day when I purchased a car in November, taking a look at where things are now with assets. I should have bought two. And I could have sold one. I could have made some sweet cash in the in the last seven months. And I will tell you, I am a gigantic fan of sweet cash. I, I, I have not been thinking about a vehicle. I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, producer Ari and I need to really road trip. We need to, uh, you know what? I think I may have brought this up yesterday, but I've been thinking about it nonstop. I'm just looking at the photos and like, like one of the photos, I'm like, wait, is that a problem? I'm like, I don't even know if I care. I don't even know if I care. This top down cigar in hand, this, this is, you know, like you're like, you're the dictator of a small island nation. This, this is it. This, this is the dream. But this whole asset thing has been um, really, really on my mind. And I was looking at those, those, those jobs numbers, and I'll say it again. I'll say it again. The, the, the jobs miss that's being reported, we don't know anything till tomorrow because ADP has missed before. According to ADP, those, that's the payroll people, the prediction from Dow Jones, from economists, was 299,000 jobs created in the month of May. ADP is saying that the amount of jobs created is 128,000. Oh, God! OMG, are you kidding me right now? That is not just a mess. That's brutality. April was originally reported as 247,000. The, 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 the revised number, 202,000. So maybe, just maybe, no one's going back to work. I had someone uh, send me a message, maybe it was on, on, on Facebook, which is the only reason to keep the Facebook page, you still get uh, messages that things are far worse than before uh, COVID in that uh, they never had this many job openings. Nobody wants a job. Nobody's coming. And it could be that COVID taught people how to make money in another way. It could be that COVID taught people how to make money in, 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 a, in a different capacity and they'd rather be their own boss and work their own schedule you know, even if it's, uh, you know, they, they like to work from 2 to 5 a.m. Okay. I'm not going to tell them no, but it does change a lot of, of what happens in a workforce.
So this myth that's being reported by ADP uh, right now, I, I, I'm simply saying that I'm going to wait for the, 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 we'll call them the real numbers tomorrow. And the reason I want to wait, wait on the real numbers is because, well, I need to have, I, I need to have only one, I, I need to have a proper control group. ADP has missed before gigantically. And ADP has made claims that didn't, then didn't come true when we get uh, the, the, the labor report, from, or the report from the Department of Labor. So that's what I'm going to wait for, and I would suggest everyone else do as, as well. But the, the, even the thought of this, bad stuff, and this has me thinking, especially, you know, I, I shared that, that Jamie Dimon conversation where he's talking to, to, to CNBC, and he's like, you better, you better brace yourselves. You better brace yourselves and investors better brace themselves for, 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 for bad times ahead. He sees a hurricane on the horizon. I mean, that's, this is rough stuff. You know, I said there's storm clouds. That's what he said last week. You know, I said there's storm clouds, but I'm going to change it. It's a hurricane. You better brace yourself. J.P. Morgan is bracing ourselves. <clears throat> excuse me. And we're going to be very conservative with our balance sheet. So it has me saying to myself, and remember, I am not at all an expert on investing in any way, shape, or form. You, I, you should never, ever listen to me on investment advice. But it has me wondering, should I be investing? Sh sh or, or, or should I have actually purchased that other car? Or who knows, what other type of asset? Um, uh, should should I be uh, in, engaged in? I was already talking about gold and silver prices. I'm like, why haven't they uh, popped up? Uh, that, you know, you know, you guys know I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a watch guy, right? I don't have an extensive collection, but I like, right? Maybe maybe that's it. I don't know. Somebody suggested, why don't you invest in bourbon? Man, I know that's not for me. I know that's not for me at all. Because if I get a bottle, even if it's a rare bottle, I, I, I want to taste it. Oh, no, no, no. There'll be no holding on to bottles and, and building value. Uh, my, my liquor cabinet is to be enjoyed. As a matter of fact, I, I'm, I'm, I've actually been considering a party because I have too many bottles. <laughs> what a bad problem to have. Well, you you think right? I I have been looking for, in in a mid century modern style, a bar right that has a hutch and I can put everything in. I haven't found what I'm looking for yet. I've thought about building it, all all sorts of stuff. I have. If, if I were to to go right now, and count, you know what? I've got a photo. I've got a. You know, what, producer Ari, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. I'm going to share with you who challenged the, you the level of unopened bottles. That I, I have, because I, 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 I know I've got a photo of it. I am absolutely, I, I'm convinced I have a photo of it, because I took one just the other day. Because it's, it's nuts. Yeah, but you don't, 
I, it doesn't surprise me because you don't drink to get drunk. You drink like a, you sip to enjoy. That's correct. I am a sipper, 100%. I figure right now on my bar top, um, uh, uh, liquor cabinet top, I have upwards of 25 bottles that are unopened. I mean, yeah, that's a lot. Right? Uh, that that's that's my take. I I and that's what's up top. Oh, that's only top shelf. The bottom I'm, shelf. Who knows? Uh, oh no no! The underneath stuff's also really 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 good. Like like stupid stupid good. Here it is. All right, I knew I, I knew I had a photo of it. All right, there's some Maker's Mark. Um, there. Oh, I actually have a bottle of Recovery Rye. There's some Three Chord. There's some Hard Truth. All right, there. A couple bottles Ooh. of Elijah Craig. Is it the peanut butter Hard Truth? Uh, no. The, so Hard Truth does the toasted coconut. And the peanut butter is my favorite. Do you mean the Screwball Whiskey? No, they make a peanut butter whiskey that is sensational. Wait, the Hard Truth guys do? Yes. Down there in Brown County? Oh, it is Sensational. And I mean, I mean, they've got the cinnamon vodka. They've, they've got a lot of things. I have two bottles of new Riff that were barrel picks that I have not uh, opened. I've got a couple bottles of Horse Soldier uh, go, going on. Uh, there's there's some Macallan Cast Strength that I have had. Uh, I, I still have half the bottle, and I've had it for four years. There's a Basil Hayden uh, Dark Rye, which is tremendous if you've never had it. So this is just what's on top. You had a few bottles in your office, too. Oh gosh, I do. Don't well, I? No, not anymore. They were. Uh, have they been, they have were they been pilfered? They were claimed. Yes. Son of a. So yeah, like like I'll just you know hire a couple of bartenders and and or just put them out there. And be like drink people, drink and and clean up my stuff. So no, I'm never gonna be an investor in bourbon. I I mean my own bourbon, yes. If you could find barrel, do you know how impossible that is? Like if you want to do your own bourbon. Best of luck, because I've tried. When, it's, when, when we did Recovery Rye, if I had known, I, I, I would have said, you know what? I'm going to buy some other barrels, and I'm going to save it, and I'm going to create the opportunity for myself. Yeah, that would have been cool. You can't find barrels now. You, it can't be done. So it would be one thing to be like, you know, I want to go into the, to the business, and you're going to distill your own. Well, great. You're going to need uh, at least two years, definitely need four years, and you want something of value. You're going to be over four years uh, to, to really kind of embrace a marketplace. Then, of course, you're going to lose because you, you've got the angel share. You understand that, right? That when you put uh, bourbon into a barrel, you have evaporation that takes place. You end up with less than you originally put in there. That's referred to as the angel share, which is why there's angel's envy. Because what was left for us has made the angels envious. It's a great name. Fantastic marketing. There, Unbelievable. There are miniature uh, bourbon barrels available online. Um, but not, I don't. I wouldn't know how to utilize that in a way of bottling and marketing in terms of how many you could have. I, I would take. I would take a look at anything at this stage of the game. But the prices are out of control. So if you were to go to somebody like like an MGP, people have heard of MGP in Indiana. They make juice uh, for a lot of people, bourbon, rice, uh, whiskeys, etc. And they do a wonderful job. All the barrels are allocated. And what isn't allocated, you're going to be spending so much money on. 
How are you going to then bottle it and, and distribute it in a place or in, in, in a way that it's at a price point that works? So this, this is a real big issue. And remember, uh, the bourbon excitement that we see in America over the past uh, real decade plus, but especially in the world of COVID, people were home and they had expendable income. You know what they did? They bought cigars and bourbon. Can you reuse a, a barrel or no? no. It's a one-off. So, cause, so uh, to be bourbon... Right, you can use it for other things. So, used bourbon barrels are used for scotch. They're used for Irish whiskey. They, they those uh, things allow for that. But bourbon has to be done in a first use charred uh, oak that's uh, barrel. Because I was going to say, if it's a one-time investment, the price maybe it's worth it. But if you can only do it once, yeah, that's. But sucks. you're talking. But, but understand, you're talking about the actual physical barrel. You still have to have the juice in the barrel for X number of years in order to have anything you would actually want to put your name to. Very often you'll hear about a, a bourbon being too green. It didn't have enough time in the barrel because whatever that mash bill is, right? So, so bourbon is 51% corn, and then it could be a percentage of rye. It could be a percentage of, of, of barley, a percentage of wheat, like a wheated bourbon, etc. But for to be bourbon, it has to, by law, be 51% corn. Well, that's got to spend time in the barrel. The, 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 the mash bill matters, but the, the, the uniqueness of the flavor is coming from what the wood provides to that mash bill, to that that juice. Now, yes, you could argue it can go in and out of the barrel, boom, bop, and therefore it's 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 bourbon. Eh. But you need time, right? Do you want it to be known as a straight bourbon? Well, you need a couple years for that. By by law, to have the designation, you you need that. Otherwise, you don't. You can do anything you want. Just call it an American whiskey or or whatever the case may may be. And there are some American whiskeys that are solid. What what uh um. Rich does, John Rich from Big and Rich, with his Redneck Riviera. It's not bourbon, it's whiskey. And you can find it for like $19 a bottle. It's super good. It's got a good sweet to it. You, it'll work for the whole table. You'll be like, that's crazy. 19 bucks. You're like, yeah, that's solid. Right, but that's that's a whole business that got created there, and it's certainly something that's been on my mind. But going back to just buying the the, the, the barrel, so many people are into it now, and so many people have been trying to do this. There's nothing to find. And so, therefore, you can't, you couldn't plan COVID, and you can't say, ooh, a lot of people drinking bourbon. All right, let's just produce more. There are only so many barrels. There's only so much room in the rickhouse, and you're planning for the future. Will the bourbon market be this hot three years from now? I don't know. I, I, I hope people are still excited about it, but I have no idea. So there are bourbons right now in the barrel that nobody's tasted yet that are going to come out soon. That'll come out in the next year, two, three, four, five, depending on whatever uh, they are trying to do for the age of, of those barrels. Damn. If someone's looking to do a six-year bourbon, it's got to be in the barrel for six years. What? That's crazy. So there's stuff that, like, they're, they're looking to mass-produce stuff. They have to go six years ahead of time to do it? That's correct, which is why you can't mass produce it. Wow. Which is why the run on bourbon isn't solved by, well, crank up production. You can't crank up production. You cannot produce more for today. You can only decide to engage more for two, four, five, six, seven, ten years from now. And who knows what that market's going to be. Which is why you see bourbon selling on a secondary market for so much, which is the conversation about collecting, which I want nothing to do with. Now, collecting watches, 
right? Being a Rolex collector or a tag collector or a, or, 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 or a Patek Philippe collector. Yeah, I could see that. And those prices? Hoo-wee. That's been going up. But really depends on the thing. I've been, I've been learning a lot. Like if someone said to me, hey, I, I've got a Rolex you could buy, I'd be like, okay. I'll take a look at it. Uh, we, I've got a guy. <laughs> and I'll take a look. I, I swear to you, it's true. Right? So that's what I think of, of assets. That's what I'm... Um, th- tell me if you think I'm right or wrong. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. I wanna Congratulations, Johnny Depp. Now, me... Me, uh, I'm not on any team. Oddly enough, uh, producer Ari is on Team Amber. Stop it! Producer Ari is a team herd. Uh, He's like, you know what? She just, she's just misunderstood. And why won't you do that in my bed? Uh, It's Tony. No one wants that in their bed. (laughs) I don't want that in my bed. I don't know what other people want. I don't think it's healthy, but I don't think their whole relationship is healthy. But the trial is done. Depp gets 15 million. Herd gets two million, and. I get my TV back. Tomorrow, everyone, take care.